Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, I wanted to come to you with a unique episode today and something standalone, uh, something just with me, just a monologue, I guess. Uh, I see guys doing this all the time and talking for hours, and I, I don't know how they do it, but uh, I've got something I felt like I wanted to share just out of a celebration, out of uh, just a tribute to who God is and how good He is. And I just wanted to share some things that I have learned during this time that I've been hosting a podcast and we're coming up on a year that I've been doing this. And man, as I started thinking about this journey and the people I've met and the connections I've made, I just, I thought about, man, there's gotta be a lot I've learned as well. And just so happens there's 10 things that I came up with and I wanted to share those with you. So, you know, these can obviously, oh, by the way, apply in life as well, not just to hosting a podcast, because I'll be honest, I've had no formal training, as many of you may have thought to yourself as you listened, that uh, it's pretty obvious that I haven't had any formalized podcast training, but it's all about conversations, it's all about relationships, it's all about getting out of the way and letting God do what he empowered and gifted me to do and let other people tell their story. So I've been blessed to have that opportunity, but I've learned some things. And so hopefully this can apply to your life, can apply to me as I go forward as a husband and a father and a employee and a, a brother in Christ and a teammate and a, just what other roles that I have. But I know these apply beyond just the camera and the microphone. So let me get into this real quick. Um, <clears throat> As always, I want to take a minute to give a shout out to sponsors for this show, Last In Line Leadership, uh, the people at Summer Moon Coffee here in Conroe, friends of ours uh, who have just opened the store and are having tremendous success and offering tremendous products. So if you're in Conroe, go see Angie and her team at Summer Moon Coffee on South Loop 336 in Conroe, and also Randy LeVere and armored nation coffee company and i look forward to seeing randy's new logo uh he's got made a couple of different changes and uh aesthetically and just uh some upgrades i think so his product is state-of-the-art it's a wonderful coffee uh so you can order that online as well so we get into these things that i've learned and i'm always trying to learn uh i've grown up learning the hard way most of my life, um, tried to pass on a different standard to my children and tried to give them a little bit of the answers to the test based on my mistakes. Uh, but we all kind of have to learn things differently in our own way. And I've learned hard lessons, be honest with you. Uh, but this podcast, everything I've learned, every lesson that I've stumbled across has been really been kind of pleasant, been eye opening, been one of those aha moments, the light goes on. Uh, a couple mentors, a couple things I've seen other people do, and it just, uh, it, it's opened my eyes to some things, and it's been very much a blessing. So the first thing, I bet you guys are wishing I'd just get into the top 10 list here, aren't you? So stop qualifying it and uh, get into it. So that's what I'm going to do. Number one, these are in no real particular order of importance. So uh, this is going to be a no-brainer for some of you, but number one, thing that I learned in year one of doing this podcast is create new connections. So I, man, you can't have a podcast with interviewing people without new connections. It would be easy to just kind of 
dip my toe in the water and reach out to the easy, convenient circle of influence that I have and friends uh, in my inner circle and just bring them on and have them talk about themselves. Uh, but it does take a, an element of risk. It does take an element of humility. It takes an element of effort to really try to dig in and create new relationships. Um, and those relationships have been really, those doors have been opened based on current relationships I have and those connections and referrals and people that uh, I've been introduced to and just gotten to learn about. And it's just, it's been crazy. It's been awesome. Uh, I, you know, I've de to develop a network of people that I would have never ordinarily come across in my life, probably our paths most likely would never have crossed to develop those networks of those people is opened a whole new world of just getting to know different people and what they're good at, what they're passionate about, what God has done in their life, some of the trials and tragedies that they've gone through and, and now has become part of their story. It's, it's just been amazing. And, and now I look back on it and down the list of people that I've had as guests on my podcast and it's, I, I just never would have been able to dream it. So um, it, it's just really nice to try to, you know, to develop a network and to take those risks of walking out and, and really stepping out and reaching out to people, uh, text messaging a stranger. That's something that people have a, a real pit problem doing. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I guess ignorance is bliss because I just, you know, I don't know anything other than to just experiment and just try it. And all they can do is, tell me no thanks, but, uh, that might be for somebody out there. I don't know if you're, if you're really struggling to, to build up the courage to reach out to somebody new or to reach out and build a new connection. I, I say I'm living proof that it, there's value in it. Um, you know, I've asked, I've just asked questions. I've asked for referrals. I've just been really just kind of blatantly obvious and, and, and upfront, maybe even to the point of annoying to some of, the guys I've met in this space of podcasting and uh, I've just asked them to introduce me to people and, and it's, it feels a little awkward at times, uh, but they, you're surprised when they are willing to help you. Like it's, it's pretty refreshing in a world where every uh, headline that's out there on social media or on a newspaper, or a news channel, every headlines, you know, uh, gloom and doom. And, and, you know, if it, bleeds it leads on most news stations but man it's refreshing to know that people really actually are wanting to help you and and so i've asked for referrals i've asked that question when i didn't really want to or feel like it and, and the response has been great and i've met those people through that uh just referrals and a friend of a friend of a friend i mean you guys know how the grapevine works and how uh, social networking is the value of it sure it can be toxic if used improperly but if used right I'm, I'm here to tell you that it, it is a valuable, valuable resource. Um, and then, you know, the other point to creating new connections as my first bullet of what I've learned in the year of podcasting is this last one, you know, to stay connected with people. Um, that takes effort, man. It takes intentional. And I, if you're keeping score, I may say the word intentional about 16 or 17 times here in this time we have, but I mean, I can't overstate it really intentional is a big thing. And, and to stay connected with people, um, I gotta, I gotta tell you, if you're waiting on people to, to knock on your door or ping you on your phone, um, in order to have relationships, you're probably going to be waiting a long time. Um, uh, people just have 
a life. They are busy. You know, you have a life too, but I think it takes somebody stepping out and taking that first step of really just like saying, Hey, I want to invest in you. Or I, I want to, uh, you know, initiate dialogue because I think you have something to offer. And if you're bringing value and they're bringing value, then I think, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a relationship worth building or worth pursuing. And so it takes effort to stay connected. Um, and it takes effort on your part. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Um, I mean, that, that goes with anything. And I guess having 25 years in sales, different industries, I've, I've been forced to a deal with rejection a lot and B really just kind of stop sitting around waiting for somebody to come to me, stop waiting for the business, uh, start really taking control, putting my hands on the wheel and going out and taking a step and doing something about it and staying connected is important for you to take the lead in that. So number two, uh, moving right along here. Number two is caution in comparisons. And in a year of listening to the podcast, if you've been so faithful, I appreciate that. But even in the most recent couple episodes, if you're new to the podcast, I mean, you'll know uh, I'm a big alliteration person. You would think that with as many analogies and alliterations and different little goofy, clever one-liners, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm a nerd like that. But with as many of those, you would think I was an English major, and I really couldn't be further from that. Uh, shout out to all, in in much respect, English majors. Um, bless your heart, I couldn't do that. So, you know, caution in comparisons. Man, getting into this and having a competitive, I don't know, DNA in my bloodline, I think, uh, has allowed me some good things in starting this podcast and it's allowed me to really stay consistent and I'll get to that later, but it's allowed me to really go out guns blazing, uh, sprinting in the direction of do as many interviews as I can post as many, uh, thoughts and encouraging, inspiring messages on social media and just get out there and just throw it out and see what happens. Well, if you look around, there's, People have been doing it a lot longer and to a lot more degree uh, than I have with a lot bigger audiences and, and quite frankly, maybe even a, a lot better message than, than what we have here. I don't know. Uh, that's all subjective. And uh, the, the, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But I look around and I see some really good people doing really amazing podcasts and really just lighten up social media and with good content, not just for the sake of standing behind a, a keyboard and, and spouting off, but just really some good stuff. And so I've been tricked by my own self. Uh, that's not a term for English majors uh, that are out there critiquing me, my own self. Uh, I've, I've really been kind of tricked into comparing myself to those people unjustifiably, but again, to keep an edge, I think maybe justifiably looking and saying, okay, they're doing this right. Maybe I should, implement part of that or there's a component of that guy that i maybe i should try to get better at uh, you know so i mean there's an element there there's a fine line but caution and comparisons and that's anywhere in life like i've i'm guilty of that in my job i'm guilty in that you know just my neighbor's got a swimming pool so i gotta have one you know one of those type of deals but um i, I would say that there is a danger in getting too granular and really getting on that, hovering over that with a microscope and really helicopter parenting yourself and your own platform is, is 
maybe a trap to fall into. And I found myself doing that uh, a couple times over the last year. And it's really, thankfully I noticed it and I caught it, but it can be, it can be toxic because you can really get sucked into the vacuum of wanting a number of likes, wanting a number of followers and, and subscribers. And if you don't get this sort of affirmation from po your post on social media or you don't have X amount of views on your podcast, man, it's the world's come to an end. Well, I, I mean, that's, that couldn't be more ridiculous. And I'm talking to myself in this, but I would tell you like when you're in life and you're looking around and, and you're wishing you had something somebody else has, or you're wishing you could do what they're doing or make the money or have the status, man, I, I, I encourage you sit back and think about what God's got you doing and why. And, and think about what you're good at and, and your skill set doesn't necessarily translate to what the guy next to you is doing and his skill set. So nothing or not everything is translatable, transferable. Um, and, and what, you know, I, I think the Bible talks about, you know, every, every portion of the body is significant and the hand should not be asking, you know, why can't I be a mouth or a, a nose or whatever. And so that, that example is, you know, it is what it is, but it's, it's, it's very relevant in this case because we do that and, and tracking the numbers is, is a dangerous place to be in. Now, if you're a, a big time podcaster and you've got millions and millions of views, then obviously you're generating income and, and you, you look at those matrix and, and you have to create, you know, uh, processes that, that derive the most from, uh, what you're doing. And, and I'm trying to do that too, but I don't make any money from this. This is an, an in income source. Um, and, and so to, to track the numbers is dangerous in my opinion on my side uh, for this deal. But, you know, there's also that fine line of admiration versus envy, right? So I can envy somebody and then that means I want what they have, or that means I'm jealous. And then it kind of seeps into your spirit in a negative context. And, uh, the admiration piece is healthy. And, and I think that there's some humility that comes along with admiration. And then I think there's pride that comes along with envy. And so I think uh, what I've learned in this regard is that admiration's okay. I admire those people that are out there getting those big time five-star guests on their podcast and talking for an hour and a half. And, you know, they've got um, uh, a store with tons of merchandise and people are just all, uh, you know, crazy traffic on their website and this kind of thing. And I'm just using those ex as examples. I mean, that doesn't mean that they're better people. I'm just saying I admire the fact that they took something in such infants, infant stages, like I've got mine now and, and they built it to this, you know, five, six, seven years later, but, but they've, they've accomplished and, and they would never say they've arrived. And I'm not saying that either, but man, to watch that is, is admirable. I, I respect that. And I, I think maybe that's something to shoot for. Um, so that's what keeps me kind of going as far as what's a healthy comparison versus what's not. Um, and, and I would say just the, the thing too on this is to keep my eye on the ball. Man, I, I want to be transparent here because I think there's people listening to this that are, are maybe getting distracted. We're coming toward the uh, fourth quarter of 2021. And I think we all got uh, the rope-a-dope uh, factor kind of kicked in with this COVID deal, and we all kind of got went to sleep on the fact that it was still serious. I think we 
we let down our guard a little bit and now here we are again with numbers spiking and and you know restrictions and those kinds of things and so i i think just to keep our eye on the ball uh, in life is an important thing um, and not be distracted uh, i you know these caution with comparisons as we're talking about here in number two i I, uh, I'm guilty of that. And I, but I, I do know the triggers and I do know myself well enough to know when it's starting to get a little bit poisonous. And so I want to step back. I want to keep my eye on the ball. I want to understand what the whole point of this, where the origin of this started. And it was with, uh, God, you know, impressing on me. I remember on my back patio during COVID, uh, in the summertime of 2020. And I remember thinking, wow, are you really telling me to do this? And, and, and he was, and why is he telling me to do this? Well, because I believe there's stories out there that are inspiring and encouraging that I can be a part of, that I can facilitate those dialogues and discussions that can down the line, downstream bless somebody. And in a world of needing encouragement, hungering for encouragement, the world needing to hear uh, a good story, uh, a, a story of from, you know, going from, trauma and tragedy to triumph and victory and these kinds of things. And man, I think it's, it's, there's not, you can't have too much of that. So I don't know. That's the encouragement on number two for you, you know, the caution and comparisons. I'd say, keep your eye on the ball for sure. Number three. And this one should have been number one and could probably be a bullet point for all 10 of these, but I made it a, its own bullet point because it's, around conversations that we're having on these podcasts. So number three is invite God and ignite conversations. So inviting God will ignite the conversation. I I can't tell you how many times before I go onto a podcast recording and maybe I'm a little nervous because I don't know this person that well, or maybe I'm a little intimidated because of how much they've accomplished and who they are and their standing in society and, you know, maybe they're one of, you know, they're a podcaster and they've got all these followers. And so I, you know, I go into those and and if I let myself, I could get sucked into that uh, intimidation uh, piece, but man, just stopping for a moment and, and asking God to just be involved, to come into that moment and just let me have the words to say, let me have discernment and wisdom and let me uh, be able to articulate and be uh, interested and curious and, and really get, uh, the person talking about themselves, which is really, that's what we're trying to do. It's not about us. These, these podcasts are not about me. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't sit on here and talk for 30 minutes by myself because I really just, I like hearing from other people and there's nothing wrong with folks that do talk for 30 minutes by themselves because that's a gift and we do appreciate that person. But uh, in my situation, like inviting God has ignited every conversation. I mean, I literally, can't think of out of 77 and change, maybe I guess 76, 77 episodes that I've recorded. Um, I can't say that there was a conversation that I struggled to have or that, that I felt like was pulling teeth or was just not working. Like I didn't, I don't feel like I ever had that. And, and it all goes back to God just showed up and I, I got out of the way and, and, and did what I felt like he was telling me to do. I was obedient and, uh, and genuine. So I think being authentic is a big part of this too, but inviting God ignites conversations and, and I, you know, you can't pray enough in life in general. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're not a believer, uh, I'd love for you to reach out to me because I'd like to get your perspective 
on where you are in that journey, if you are in that journey of spiritual growth or, or curiosity, or you're kicking the tires on, on Christianity, you know, on Jesus, this whole Jesus thing, you know, I, uh, but I, to those believers out there, I, you know, you can't pray enough. I think prayer, uh, is, is how he wants to have that intimacy with us. And so, um, you know, I also, I also try to seek a little bit of wisdom prior to the recording or prior to the interview, because I, you know, again, these are the top 10 things I learned. This may not be for you, but for me, I learned that the more I can learn about the person, I mean, this is fairly intuitive, straightforward, but the person I'm interviewing, if I get to know them and then try to, you know, the wisdom comes from your curiosity and your genuine interest in them and their story. And then you start to uncover and peel back layers. And man, you get behind the curtain with some of these people and, and it's really enlightening and it's really just, it's refreshing to hear how real, you know, transparent people can be, but to seek wisdom before you go into those conversations. I mean, preparation is, I'll give Drew Brees, Props again, greatest quarterback of all time, uh, Drew Brees. Um, you know, he said the will to win is not as important as the will to prepare. And I bet if you asked every person, just even specifically to podcasting, to take the top ten podcasts, you talk to the host of those shows, and if they, if they say being prepared was the most key point to their success, I would not be surprised. So. That's, that's just my two cents on that. But um, the other thing on inviting God and, and igniting these conversations is to be careful to, and when I say careful, not in a negative way, conscientious, cognizant of bringing glory to God through your interviews. You know, um, I guess there's mixed emotions on podcasters who just kind of use it as a pulpit to pound people with the Bible and scripture and faith and that kind of thing. And this is certainly a faith-based podcast. And I, I'm not apologetic about that one, one bit. Uh, but, but the conversations sometimes will go there, but then we can camp there or we go on to this person in their life or, you know, we, we, we give little tidbits and plant seeds of faith in these episodes. But ultimately, we always bring it back to God's glory. I mean, I always, I, I think I end every episode um, in the last, I don't know, several with be blessed because I just want people to be as blessed as I feel by doing these. And and I just, I, you know, if we give God glory for everything in our life, like we give him the credit, you know, uh, for all of our good things. And and I think that, uh, you know, in these interviews, it's my, it's my duty. It's my obligation. I feel a sense of pride to give all of the success of, of this podcast to God. And, and because he gave it to me, he's blessed it. He's given me guests that i never would have thought would have. Um, so anyway, that's number three, invite God and in, ignite conversations. Number four, initiate the impossible. And, and some of these could overlap. I mean, obviously 10 things that I've learned in a year, um, there could be some overlap, could be some crossover, could blend a little. Um, one bleeds into another possibly. So bear with me. I know you're patient with me. Um, but what I'm saying by initiate the impossible is, man, I, I can't tell you how many times I emailed somebody that I thought would never respond, let alone agree to be on my podcast. And you would be amazed. Like if I would have let the intimidation factor of who I thought they were or their status or putting them on this pedestal, if I would have let that impact 
my next action, my next step, I would have missed out on so many good guests on this show. And I'm not going to name them by names, but okay, maybe I will. I will tell you, some of you uh, know about the Project 222 that I did that's more tailored to college athletes, right? And and I emailed a professional football player, an NFL quarterback, very prominent quarterback, Kirk Cousins from the Minnesota Vikings. And I want to tell you, when he responded, number one, I about dropped my phone. I'm glad I wasn't driving and reading email, of course. But, uh, man, just to have a dialogue with him on email blew me away. And so when we set the time to do this episode, I thought, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? He's an NFL quarterback. I mean, give me a break. I'm just a guy. And uh, that thing went so, so well. I had so many good uh, responses to that. People just telling me they couldn't believe I got Kirk Cousins. Well, it wasn't me. I mean, I have to give Zach Willis credit. He's a, uh, he, he lives in Kentucky, used to coach at Michigan State, was there when Kirk Cousins was there. Through another guy, Bob Brum, who was a guest on my show, introduced me to Zach, who – put me in contact with Kirk. I mean, the list goes on and on of just connections and referrals from people and, and just down the line. I mean, it's amazing how God shows up, but um, initiating the impossible was me actually asking somebody, Hey, do you know anybody in this athletic space that might be a prominent figure that I can bring on? Oh, okay. So following that, Hey, do you know anybody? And then all of a sudden I get this guy, Kirk cousins um, who, you know, would I walk up to him on the street? Probably not. But, you know, initiating what I thought was impossible turned out God said, um, it's it's possible, and here you go. And, oh, by the way, you're going to have a great episode with him. He's a great down-to-earth guy. And, oh, by the way, God talking says, here's a blessing of all the people that viewed that episode. So, anyway, um, initiating the impossible is huge. Just pursue the guests that you think might be intimidating. What are they going to do? Like, they're just people. Um, this is, a, you know, hundred year old expression, but they put their pants on just like you do. And, uh, just like I do. So the next part of this initiating the impossible is ask for feedback from those people that you might admire most, you know, no, do they, I mean, do they have a time to really coach you? Probably not. If they're in a position of, prominence or you respect or admire just the work they're doing chances are they're very busy or busier than you at the very least and and so we can also oftentimes uh, talk ourselves out of that but pursue them ask them a question what did you think of our episode what can i do better um i, I always want to give a shout out to ryan mickler from order of man he you know the order of man podcast he is uh, he's a phenomenal interviewer he is literally i mean hyperbole is uh is overdone but he's one of the best interviewers i've i've heard and you know i've heard a lot even outside the podcast space and and he's very good but had him on the show number one i didn't think he would ever have the time to be on number two didn't expect him really to be as down to earth and genuine and authentic as he was which he is and uh so there's two surprises and and then asking him to you know look at the episode and give me feedback which he agreed to do so there's three impossibles that I, if I hadn't initiated, I never would have really gotten the benefit of. Um, so ask for feedback from those people that you admire, or even that you bring on your podcast. If you're trying to start one, um, I encourage you definitely listen to some of this and take notes because I've done it. I've been down the road and I've learned from the people that went before me, just like you can. Um, I certainly don't have all the answers anyway. Um, you know, moving along here, aggressively utilize media, uh, with strangers. 
and, and that's a weird one, right? Um, the stranger danger factor. Do we reach out to people on, in, you know, Instagram or social media and, hey, you don't know me, but, or, hey, I noticed you did this and I have a question about that. You know, we're in a world where nobody trusts anybody really, but um, I think this is a place where you can initiate what you might think is impossible and reach out to people. People love to help each other. Believe it or not, regardless of what the, the 1% of the population out there that's trying to tell you that everybody hates everybody, um, people really will respond and want to help. So even if you don't know the person, hey, I noticed what you're doing. I've been following you a couple uh, weeks now and like your content. Um, hey, would you consider being a guest? Or hey, what do you think about this? Or do you have a minute to have a five-minute conversation? You know, do you have five minutes, I guess, would be a better way to say that. Do you have five minutes to have a conversation? And uh, man, I've had some really good response. And, and it shows me that there is hope for America. Um, and and I, I think strangers uh, are only strangers for as long as you allow them to be. And if you come with value, you come with genuineness, and you come with just a, a humility, uh, all of a sudden you build a connection and they're not a stranger anymore. So uh, initiate the impossible. So anyway, these are top things that I've learned, okay, over the year of doing a podcast. And man, uh, as I'm doing this list, it's just all kind of just exploding off within my spirit it's like igniting something in me as i start writing these down and i'm like wow i didn't realize i learned this much uh and that's a side note kind of a caveat to this if you're in a place in life where you're just kind of going through the motions and you feel like you're not really learning anything or growing sit back and write some stuff down you might be surprised at what you've done or come across uh in your time uh your last six to 12 months, you might be surprised at the things you have done and have learned and how you've grown. Um, but you won't really know that until you write them down. So number five is lean in to learning. Um, I mean, I, I really be honest, I wasn't a big school guy. I mean, I had to be in high school. My dad was a teacher and a coach. Uh, my parents, you know, really, uh, I don't know, encouraged, <laughs> encouraged finger quotes, uh, top performance in school um, be probably because in truthfulness they knew I wasn't going to make it as an athlete or an actor or a singer so they had they're like this is your way out um, but no I, I think it was you know I didn't like school let's just say um, and I liked college but I did not like school when I got to that age there's a difference and those of you listening you know ask your parents or or somebody that you know knows the difference with what those are but I'm not going to get into that but anyway all that to say, lean into learning. Nobody wants to take extra time to read a book. Um, you know, nobody really wants to take time to ask someone's help to better themselves. Like people nowadays are less likely to do that. Why are we reluctant? Pride, laziness, apathy. Um, we're, we're stuck in the world of convenience. Why do I need to really grow or get better? I got everything at my fingertips that I need. But lean into the learning. I mean, teach yourself a skill. I, uh, man, when I started this podcast, I had no idea how to edit. And, and you'll probably attest to that if you watch like the first 20 episodes. I don't know how many, but um, when I started really digging into editing, but everything was raw. I just let it go. And, you know, it, they were 55 minutes, 60 minutes. Um, and that, and that kind of let me off the hook with having to learn anything. I was just like, Oh, I'm going to be raw. It's going to be real. It's going to be, uh, every word's going to be recorded and we're just going to put it out there. 
well, I mean, that sounds good. That sounds bold and courageous, but I think it was really now looking back, I think it was really more just me not wanting to learn uh, a platform that could help me edit my video. Um, and, and so I started playing around with this thing and, and I, I, man, it opened my eyes to a whole new world. Like I will tell you, uh, and I had to fail a lot at first and good friend of mine, Chip Baker, shout out the success chronicles. Uh, and I will tell you, he, he was like, just do it. Just go try it, man. Play around with it. And I did and messed some stuff up and had to figure some stuff out. Uh, and, and, but I will tell you now today, I look at some of the stuff that I, I'm doing and I'm thinking, Hey, you know, if you could see me kind of punching myself in the shoulder, like at a boy, uh, that's what I'm doing right now. So no, patting myself on the back is not one of my uh, strong suits, but I will tell you, teach yourself something and, and go into learning something new with the expectation that you might mess up that right there. If we can disarm the entire situation, I think we're, we're ahead of the game. Cause if we can just say, look, I'm going to learn this, but in the, in the beginning, it's going to stink and I'm going to suck at it but I'm going to learn and I'm going to do it and, and have an end point in mind that you are going to do it. Quitting is not an option and that you will fail in the beginning. If you can do th those two things, man, I think we can, we can get down the road a long way to, together. Uh, so anyway, uh, I would say watch and learn other successes. Uh, that sounds pretty obvious, doesn't it? Like, Oh, that's what he's doing. Okay. Well, that guy's yard. I love the way that guy's yard looks man, what's that mower? Oh, okay. He's got one of those. I'm going to go buy one of those mowers. Oh, he does it this way. Okay. That's what I'll do. Hey, I mean, there's value in that, but you know, at times it gets into the whole, what I talked about earlier, caution and comparisons. That's not what we're doing. We're trying to glean off of each other. We're trying to iron sharpening iron, right? The Bible talks about, um, and I, I think watching and learning other people's success takes an element of humility, takes an element of courage, takes an element of just self-evaluation and awareness and knowing what your limitations and weaknesses are. Yeah, I said it. Uh, weaknesses. We have weaknesses. I mean, participation trophy world that we live in says we can't use that word. I'm using it. Um, so learn what your weaknesses are and watch somebody else that's good at that and balances your weakness and find out how to get better. That's, that's pretty short and sweet on that part. Um, and then always seeking ways to improve. Like there's always ways to improve. I, I, I can't, you won't find a professional athlete out there that isn't trying to improve in the off season, isn't trying to shave off a half a second or a 10th of a second off their 40, uh, isn't trying to figure out how to make that catch in the back of the end zone one handed. Like you, you're not going to find anybody that achieves at a high level. That's not always trying to improve. So that's that's the top five so as we go down into the last five here of the top 10 things i learned uh in year one of doing the podcast number six is include your inner circle and, and this one's going to be fast but it doesn't uh diminish the importance of it i i, I think because it's so straightforward it, i don't need to spend a ton of time on it but it does not at all water it down but including your inner circle means your family like i've my kids know when I have a big guest coming on, like they were jacked when I had Kurt cousins on, like I told them about a couple of these people that are influential and I showed them who they are and even sent them a couple of their podcasts and said, I'm having this guy that does this great work on my podcast. Can you believe that? So I like, I include them in that. I invite them to be a part of that celebrations. Cause I mean, as a family, if we're not sharing our victories, you know, what are we doing? 
we're missing the moment. And so uh, I share those wins. I share when I have a good episode, which is really nearly every time because of the guest that's on there. It's all because of them. And, and I really can't say I've had a bad episode uh, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I guess if you're going to give me some feedback and tell me, yeah, episode uh, 24 was awful or whatever. Uh, but no, I, I think because of the guests and because I invite God in beforehand, uh, we've had good episodes. But I share that. You know, my family wants to know when I'm in here, I don't know, a couple hours a week uh, doing work for a podcast that I don't get paid for and I'm editing and I'm preparing and then I'm doing a recording and I mean, they have to be quiet. Like they're invested in it almost as much as I am. So it's important to show them the fruit from that, that work and, uh, you know, encouraging them to listen to the podcast. You know, I've got a 13 year old daughter and it might not be right up in her wheelhouse to listen to a man's episode about masculinity. Um, but you know, I, I have them listen. I will ask them what they think. And, you know, my older two are listening to the stuff and, uh, my 15 year old's getting excited about it now. I think it's important that they see our vulnerability in this process, explain to them our fears and struggles you know, I talked to my kids about, man, I'm nervous. I've got so-and-so coming on tomorrow and I'm, I've done all my preparation, but I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to be, not going to lie. And they're like, yeah, you know, I can see that or whatever, but show them that you're vulnerable in that space, that even the stuff they're going through is not uncommon to us as adults. We have fears, we have apprehensions, we have insecurities. And, and I think processing those with them only makes them better down the road. And when they see me come out of a recording that they knew I was nervous about, I think, and, and I'm jacked and I'm, I'm fired up and it went well and give God the glory through it. And, and they're like, wow, okay, dad, you know, gets nervous and he actually didn't die and everything was all right. And God showed up and okay, we got this, you know, science class isn't that bad. So I think it, it makes a huge difference. So anyway, include your inner circle. Number seven, cultivate consistency. There I go with alliteration again. And, and apparently the theme is the C word, the C sound. I had caution in comparisons, creating new connections. Now I've got cultivate consistency. Now, true to form. Okay. Apologies, but not really. Uh, so consistency is something that the world probably could stand a little bit more of. Uh, we quit way too easy because we're allowed to, right? We've got a, a world full of enablers uh, who enabling their kids to quit a sport if it's not good or if a coach is mean or, you know, drop a class if you're not passing or if you're not making an A in it and it's going to mess up your GPA, you know, drop it. Hey, uh, so I think we get into this sketchiness and sketchy, in my opinion, is defined as somebody that's just inconsistent and quits real easily. And there's some other words for that too, but I can't use them on this show. Um, previous life I might've, uh, but anyway, yeah. So sketchy is not an option. And then I'd say remove the feelings, you know, that you have about it. If you can just eliminate feelings from the equation when it talk, when, when I'm talking about consistency, yes, feelings have their place and they're valuable and definitely shouldn't just ignore our feelings altogether. But when it comes to just being consistent, do it anyway, even if you wake up and you might have had a little bit of a sore throat this morning, uh, but you can still talk and you have a recording on a podcast, do it anyway. Like somebody's out there depending on you to do it. At the very least, the person that made a commitment to be on the podcast as your guest made a commit. So do it. And, and if you don't feel like it, so what? I mean, I don't, I don't really care. I, I've had moments and I will, I will say not often because I love doing this. And it's like Christmas morning when I wake up and I have a recording that day. 
But if any off chance, maybe in the future that I don't feel, hand quote, feel like doing it, guess what? Do it anyway. Cowboy up. Whatever you want to fill in the blank to your favorite, you know, uh, manly saying or whatever. But, yeah, do it anyway. Uh, might be all I have to say about that. But, I mean, understand that the calling is bigger than you. Like, if you're worried about how you feel in that moment, but, you know, you've done – X amount of episodes in a row and ah, what's, you know, if I take the day off, what's the big deal? Or what if I just, can I just reschedule with this guy? I mean, it's not a big deal. You know, going back to our intimidation factor early, he probably doesn't want to be on here anyway. He probably has better things to do than be on my podcast. So we'll just reschedule. I don't feel like it. Mm, no. I mean, that's, that's the coward's way out. Um, the calling's bigger than you. So understand in my situation, I'll speak for myself understand that God gave me this idea and put me in this situation to have this platform. And I, I stepped out in obedience to do it and it's been blessed. It's been fruitful. So understand that that calling is bigger than me, bigger than my feelings. So do it anyway is my advice to myself. If I ever get to a point where I just maybe don't feel like it. So uh, yeah, that's what cultivate consistency is. So number eight of the top 10 things I learned in a year of doing a podcast, hosting a podcast Still weird to hear myself say that, but um, it's been it's been a great ride. Uh, I can't imagine not doing it. Number eight is empower and encourage. Uh, so you know, there are people out there that maybe are are a little fearful about starting a podcast, or they feel like they want to write a book, or they feel like they have a voice they just don't know how to use it, or they feel like there's so many podcasts out there. What the world doesn't need another person who thinks they know everything talking on a microphone and recording it. Uh, but that's not really what we're doing. Uh, so we could disarm that situation, but empowering them, you know, I can, I can be a resource to somebody just like I had one when I was trying to start this and I was fearful and insecure and just the fear of the unknown and what, you know, who really wants to hear what I have to say, itis, that's what I would call that syndrome. Um, but you know, you have the ability to help somebody behind you that's in the same shoes you were a year ago or 10 years ago or whatever. But uh, other people that are just starting out need that. They need you to help empower them. You know, you walked the path they're about to walk. So don't let that be for nothing. And, um, you know, there's peers in this space. I think we get caught up in this whole competition thing. I have guys that are about the same, I don't know, level of audience, size of audience, caliber of podcast that I have that I could really get edgy about it. I could really get into uh, insecure and prideful and competitive and just be like, ah, you know, I think that's stupid. He does that. I don't know. I listened to that episode. He didn't know what he's talking about or, Oh, he could be a way better interview. You know, I could get real uh, edgy, but I don't, I, I really and truly don't. And in my past, you know, I might, might've had that uh, quality. But I look at it as, man, we're all trying to do the same thing. I, we're all trying to make people better and encourage people and share our experiences so others can learn from it. Um, so those peers of mine are not my competitors. They're allies. And, and I want to make them better. And hopefully they want to make me better. And we lock arms and we do this thing uh, as an army. And, and the world needs an army of good because there's certainly an uprising of bad. And, and I think, you know, good has got to counteract and outweigh evil. So that's what we're trying to do is all do the same thing and keeping our eyes on the prize and moving forward together. Um, and then just, you know, trying to 
Another thing to empower and encourage people is to just foster communication. Like I said earlier, initiate something, initiate dialogue, reach out to somebody. Don't wait for them. This is what I've learned from, I've learned, I've learned the hard way and I've learned the right way. So I've done it the right way based on how I've done it the wrong way in the past. And, and that's growth in just my own personal life. But man, reach out to somebody. Don't put words in their mouth. Don't disqualify them before you ever reach out to them. Oh, they don't want to talk to me. Don't say, you don't know. You don't know that. So I say just foster that communication and brainstorming uh, because other people are trying just like you're trying, just like I'm trying. They're, they have the same insecurities. They have the same doubts and fears and questions. So let's walk alongside them instead of stepping over each other. All right, so number nine, passion to purpose. I talk about this a lot. People can call it calling. People can call it what are you interested in versus what are you good at. Uh, I, passion leads to purpose, man. If you identify what you're good at, and you realize that that fires you up, uh, that's a passion that that leads to something. And it should. You should let it. You should just absolutely empower that emotion and those those passions into something that could be, you never know, your purpose. God can multiply and expand that. And and I, I'm living proof, you know, this, this whole podcast, writing, uh, interviewing people, you know, posting encouraging content, those kinds of things. Like I, I get fired up about it. I like it um, because I feel like there's somebody in that moment. There's going to be somebody where what I said meets them right in that moment. It meets them right in that catastrophe, right in that fear. It meets them right in that circumstance of their life. And maybe, and I'm nobody, trust me, I'm an ordinary guy, but that word I could say potentially could save them from a moment of discouragement at the very least, or it could save them from walking in and just, having it out with their boss and just packing up their things and leaving. I don't know. But um, I think that's, that's important to know what you're good at and then how that can lead to your purpose. Um, you know, facilitating good dialogue. I mean, that's a passion for podcasters. That's a passion for salespeople, hopefully, or you're in the wrong profession. But that's what I just get. It, it energizes me. When, when I'm having good dialogue with people on a podcast and they're going and they're telling their story and I'm just in awe of what they've overcome or what they've learned and how they've used it to help people. Like there's people that I interview that are strictly out there serving and it's, it's just admirable. It's remarkable to have them humbling to have them on my podcast. But, um, you know, it's, a, it's important to develop a product. When you talk about purpose, it's important to develop something that is bigger than you and goes beyond you. Like it's for other people, like serving other people. I mean, last in line is the name of my podcast and platform that last in line is servant leadership. It's at the back of the line. You're empowering those in front of you to go be successful. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the Marine Corps is, is I believe, so I'm told the only branch and, and my dad RIP was a, a Marine uh, but the Marine Corps, the officers eat last, like the colonel eats last and, and the enlisted men eat first. And, and that to me is a picture of servant leadership. Um, but so, yeah, you got to know your purpose and it's got to be bigger than you. And once you find out why you're doing something, then you can create the how and the process and the, the journey can kind of develop and you can take those steps to actually let it 
come to fruition. And, but it's got to start with that why, that passion, what motivates, what drives you. Then all of a sudden you start taking steps. Yeah, you're going to be fearful, but you do it anyway. That's what courage is. You do it in the face of fear, but you know it's bigger than you and it's got a purpose beyond you and it's serving other people. So that's the how or that's the why, but then the how comes after that. So I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's something that I found uh, as I'm doing this podcast through this last year that passion uh, for doing it has grown. And then it has also become what I feel like is going to evolve into a bigger purpose that I think God's going to expand and multiply. I just maybe don't know what that is yet. And I don't get to know that. And that's okay. That's called faith. So number 10, um, 10 things I learned hosting a podcast this year, number 10. And, and last but not least, but, you know, stretch your, Y-O-U-R in all caps, status quo. Stretch your status quo. Stretch what you feel comfortable doing. Stretch what's the mainstream and the norm for you. So I'm going to talk to myself here. So stretch my status quo, right? That that means I've got to go out and promote my platform. That's not something I naturally bend toward is, I mean, for lack of a better term, lack of a better term, hyping myself. Like I promoting the platform. Like I'm not good at that. And I've been in sales for 25 years. I've promoted all kinds of products and I've been the number one salesperson in the company before I've taken many trips. Um, I I've done well, but promoting myself, look, I, I got to get better at that. And, and I know that you can do that in a healthy way, in a humble way. But, um, so that's something that, that's how I stretch myself. Like I got to stretch beyond my status quo. And then, uh, you know, I've got to invest probably resources, time, and maybe not get anything in return. I've already done a little bit of that. And, and maybe the picture is bigger than right now. And maybe I need to see beyond this short-sightedness. But maybe I need to invest some money in promoting or marketing or doing this or merchandise. And, and then sow those seeds so that down the road maybe something does uh multiple is multiplied or does materialize from that but but we've got to be willing to make an investment with nothing in return in mind really sometimes yes i understand roi is roi for a reason return on investment i get it i can't keep sinking resources into things and then them come back void but again that's where faith and prayer and understanding that this thing's bigger than me and i think that it's a god thing so I need to be obedient in some of that. And it does involve an investment, right? It involves me investing in myself. There's a seed time and harvest for those of you, you know, to, that, that may or may not be in your Bible as much as you want to be. Uh, but, you know, the world tries to, to, to claim, well, you reap what you sow as their own. And, it, you know, this thing came right out of God's mouth onto paper. And, and so seed time and harvest is a real thing. So I understand there's a season and there's a seed time, and there's an investment period, and then the harvest comes later. I understand that, and and I will throw, throw a scripture at you. you know, Galatians 6, 9 talks about, do not grow weary in doing good, because in, in due season, right, for the right, in the right moment, I'm going to paraphrase, you will reap a harvest if you don't quit, and that's a truth that I stand on, and so it's worth the investment sometimes, and it does stretch me, because I really, you know, I don't, I don't have a surplus of just discretionary income just dripping off the trees in the backyard. I, I definitely uh, have every dollar accounted for. And my wife is very good at 
making sure we stick to our budget and, and do those things in a smart way and being good stewards is a huge thing is very important. But I also know that it's going to take some, uh, it's going to take some risks, uh, Spoiler alert, that's going to be my final part of this, but uh, it is going to take a couple of different investments uh, on my part. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say the last thing on this whole stretch your status quo is going to be don't be, infra- don't be afraid to impress yourself. Like, I, it's okay to say, wow, I learned a lot of editing software and I've learned to be creative in this way and it turned out a good product. Hey, good job. Like, that's good. I'm okay. I'm impressed that I even tried to learn that because I really didn't want to because I knew it was going to take time and I didn't want to fail and all this kind of other ridiculous stuff. But I mean, don't be afraid to impress yourself. You can't show me anywhere in the Bible that you can't be impressed with yourself. Like I'm saying, take risks on yourself, believe in yourself and the process and then, and trust God's going to bless it, but stand back and acknowledge your work sometimes. It, it, it doesn't mean you got to put an ad in the paper saying, hey, check me out. I'm great. I'm wonderful. Um, I'm not going to get on the roof of my house and with a bullhorn say, hey, I learned iMovie. I'm, I'm all that. The line starts over here to buy tickets to come in and shake my hand. That's not going to be it. I think you get it. Uh, but don't be afraid to impress yourself. Like do things that stretch you, you know, do those things that you're not comfortable with. And then when you actually realize it wasn't that bad, uh, you, you stand back and go, wow, okay, what else can I do? Let's, you know, what's next? Let's do this. Let's, let's stretch me a little further. So those are the 10 things and, uh, 10 things I learned. I'm sure there was a lot more 10 things I learned about hosting a podcast in, in the last 12 months. And, uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been a great ride. It's beyond me. It's, uh, it's been a ride that I've just been blessed to be a part of because I actually stepped out in obedience to what I felt God was leading and calling me to do. Um, and there's definitely been fruit from that. So the future, guys, um, a couple bullets here is trust and own the process, okay? This applies in anything. Again, all these can apply to your life, not just podcasts. Um, but trust and own the process. Trust it and own it. Notice I didn't say blame somebody else if the process didn't go the way you thought. Notice I didn't say quit if it doesn't go the way you thought. Trust it. If you believe in it and you're willing to put in the work and you've got good people around you, trust that the outcome will be favorable. And then own it. When it is favorable, yeah, you, hey, I did well. I'm, this, is, this is a good job. This product is worthwhile. If it fails, or a portion of it fails, own it. Okay, let's make an adjustment. Yeah, I, I missed it. That, w- that was on me. I'll own it. Raise your hand, step up, say, I got this. We'll do better next time. Trust and own the process. Next one is take risks. I just talked about that with the stretch your status quo. Take risks, um, calculated risks. Obviously, you're not, you're not going to take out a second mortgage to go buy a bunch of t-shirts and try to sell them on your website. I get, that's not what I'm saying, but take risks. Like you're, you're going to need to probably step out and, and, and really all a risk is, is, is taking information that you've gathered, utilizing your gifts to maybe implement a procedure or a process. And and you don't know the outcome yet. That's really what a risk is. You just don't know how it's going to end, but some of those risks are some of the biggest rewards. And, and so I think you should just, uh, we, 
I say we, I should just do uh, a little more risk-taking maybe going forward. Um, and then finally, crucify comfort. There's the C theme, the alliteration, the C, crucify comfort is back. Um, so crucify comfort, I, that, that's self-explanatory. You guys get it. The minute you're comfortable is the minute you start really kind of dying and digressing, I think. The minute you're comfortable in a podcast space is the minute you're just okay. You're just average. Uh, you're turning out a decent product, right? You're decent. I mean, we know that James Collins wrote a book, Good to Great, that, that good is the enemy of great. And I think comfortable is the enemy of growth. And, and I think that if we're going to be great, there's got to be growth. And uh, we got to crucify our comfort. Get out of your comfort zone. Get uncomfortable. Uh, again, get people around you that have done it before, learn from the experiences. And uh, I'm telling you, you don't even know what good is coming your way. So that's it. I uh, hope this was good. Uh, I've never done a monologue like this. I've never done just me and a microphone. And uh, I would love to get feedback. But again, top 10 things I learned from hosting a podcast. One, create new connections. Two, caution in comparisons. Three, invite God and ignite conversations. Four, initiate the impossible. Five, lean into learning. Six, include your inner circle. Seven, cultivate consistency. Eight, empower and encourage. Nine, passion to purpose. And 10, stretch your status quo. Hey, I hope this has been good. Till next time, be blessed. Supposed to